Letters. Letters. We get letters. We get lots and lots of letters. Not as many this week, but... We get lots! Quality letters. And lots of letters! Hi everyone, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. I'm Ian Boothby. And as you can tell, I have a little bit of a cold this week. My oh, nose is a little, my nose, oh, my nose is a oh, bit plugged up. Oh, it's like that, is it? <laughs> it is like that. Oh. But I'm hoping that I'll be, my voice will be uh, nice and and clear and fresh again for our mo- more important podcast, The Listening Party. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Why did we do that uh, warm-up uh, where we rubbed hands together for so long and then rubbed our eyes for good luck? <laughs> that, that seemed like a bad idea. Well, I feel like... I feel like a cold is like a haunting that if you can pass on the cold to someone else, then you don't have it oh, anymore. Kind of an it follows. Yeah, that's right. Okay. It's a, it's a, definitely, it's in a follow situation. Oh, I love that movie. Did you? I've never seen it. Oh, really? I did not care for the. Uh, that's right. You don't scares. You don't care for the scares. I did see. Uh, I did see. What's it's the uh, Doctor Sleep. I saw a little. Of oh, that. I thought you were going to say you saw the porn version. Oh, which was called It Swallows. Oh, okay. But anyway. Um, Dr. Sleep, <laughs> yes, what about I it? I assume that's a sexy Pennywise but, the clown is in uh, the It Swallows version. <laughs> Here's the thing, after seeing, uh, without spoiling what Dr. Sleep's all about, uh, after that movie and uh, Ready Player One, uh, I'm done with The Shining. That's fine. We yeah, the first we, one's really great. We, we, don't need to I go, mean, we don't need to go back to the Overlook no more. We're good. That was, that was all good. We're fine. It I shouldn't was, say the first one's really great. The first one's really great to us now. Are you talking when it, about The Shining? The Shining, when the sh- movie came out, it okay. wasn't like it wasn't well reviewed or anything. Like people were, and people and like fans of the sh- book, The Shining, like myself, obviously found it a little confusing, if not disturbing, why it wasn't a page for page remake of this fabulous book that we had just read in grade eight. But uh, I think it's yeah, more in retrospect that we see the value of 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 that movie. There was some you great know, the changes. Some That's great mood. You it's, really get yeah. it, it. It sits with you afterwards. Yeah. And it's weird because the uh, both uh, Ready Player One and uh, and this movie uh, just feels so surface and so uh, dress up. It feels mm. like someone's dressing up as the as the yeah. other movie, yeah. and you're going like, oh yeah. And it's like, hey, remember how good that movie was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that when the uh, the elevator opens and all the blood comes out? Mm-hmm. Would you like to see it again? Uh, I guess. Want to yeah. see someone else watching that? Nah, not really. <laughs> not particularly. Fine. Haven't we already watched other people watching it? The one thing that I would like to have seen, well, first of all, it's a little weird because I did a parody of it for Mad Magazine, but based on the trailer. Mm. And so I had to like look and see what the book was about and try and guess, and uh, I was not correct. But that's fine. <laughs> but what I would have liked to have seen when you go to the Overlook is, and it seemed like, a well, this is a thing you should do, is you go to the Overlook, yeah. and the typewriter's there, Okay, the novel should be finished. Like, it should be done. What novel? Well, that was the whole thing. Like, uh, Jack was going up there to write his novel. I know, but... Th- and so he wrote the, uh, you know... Are you just uh, talking, like, all, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy? Yeah, just like a gajillion of that, pages of that? No, he's actually, uh, in the time that uh, this is all uh, past, we're now there later. Yeah, he had some time. He actually oh, okay. got around to writing the novel. Oh, okay. It's like, it's pretty good. And, like, just takes it takes the novel away. So, Dad, maybe finishes his novel. It'd be nice. He's dead. Yeah, but he's in the ho- hotel. He's always been there. 
He's in the picture. <laughs> okay. He's a. I mean, no one dies in the hotel. You're a ghost, and you're a ghost forever. So if you're a ghost that's like, I don't know. To, I don't know if they're, they're, you're use, like a, they're getting not a, useful. Ghosts. Getting a blowjob from a dog. Uh, <laughs> dog outfit. You're uh, toasting people with your bloody split head. You're a couple. You're there with your twin in the hallway hanging out. You're an old lady in the bathtub. Yeah. You know, you're doing all. I mean, she's bathing for a long time. She's very clean. I got to give her that. <laughs> so like Jack, what he what's he going to be doing? He's yeah. going to be uh, finally getting around to typing up stuff. Yeah, it's good. And you get the the book done. Be nice. Well, that, that's the that's the value of the movie, though, is that it's just utter nonsense. And you don't have to... And you shouldn't think about it once it's over. Well, you shouldn't make these two movies. It's just really... two movies have now gone right back to it. Oh, what, Ready Player One. Well, I have not seen Ready Player One, but I turned on the television the other day, and it was on, and it was in that sequence in, yeah. the, in Ready Player One, where they are in, like... It's good the, looking. The Shining Land or whatever. I didn't... I thought it was okay looking. I think the movie's kind of ugly. What, the whole movie? Well, Ready Player One. Oh, yeah, it's an ugly movie. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's just like in terms of look and like it's just, it's like so-so animation and I don't know. It, it, I don't, why people are so pleased with movies that look like video game cutscenes when video game cutscenes are like the thing that you least want to watch in your life when you're playing a video game. I, I don't I don't understand myself. Yeah, you but. just need it for a break. It's so weird that it's, uh, I was just double checking who the director was. When I, oh, yeah, it's Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird. It like, is weird. Because you think like, oh, he'd, he'd really lend a more unique touch to this. Here we go. Yeah. And uh, nope. Well, also, and, I, and then the Tintin movie, which he directed, I think is is a very well like staged film. Yeah. Like, like, I don't think it's like super true to like the spirit of Tintin, but I think it's a very well staged like adventure story. It's a tricky one, too, because you're like, how much as a director, when you get to animation, are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're not actually setting up the shot, watching the shot, doing the shot. You're you're setting up things, leaving the animators, coming back, tweaking, yeah, yeah. tweaking, tweaking. But it's really a lot but of you're, what the But you'd have like a big part of the storyboard process, sure, of it, got, which you, I think is like kind approve, of the key. You improve the storyboard. Yeah. That's true. You do all that. Uh, but yeah, then you get to that. You know, I don't know. I don't know how much, how much you do with that. It's weird. Thinking that it's a Spielberg movie makes me like it less. Because Ready Spiel- Player One? Yeah, because yeah. if yeah. it was just like just a regular person who's like, hey, you know, they're doing this movie. Okay, you know what you have to do. Well, you're doing it. You hit all these buttons. All right, you're going to do this. Here's all the beats. I get it. <laughs> yeah. But like Spielberg, he should have brought something to it. And there was like no no heart to that really, to me. It was just yeah. really hollow. And I'm like, you, you know better than this. Yeah. You're Steven Spielberg. Smarten up. Get it, get it together. This is, this is the weird thing to me about Dr. Sleep is that okay. Stephen King wrote The Shining. Stanley Kubrick made a film version of The Shining, which Stephen King hated. He hated the changes that Stanley Kubrick brought to his movie. Then he, a couple generations later, he writes Doctor Sleep. Yeah. That is then sold to become a movie. Yeah. The people take that book and they turn it into another version of Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. I just wonder if Stephen King is like, again? Like, or was he was expecting them to take it and turn it into? Yeah. Or did he write it as a, as a, I mean, look, and, did and, he rate it as a sequel to the the Kubrick version of The Shining? Or and let is me it... say, as its own movie, it's fine. <laughs> like as basically, <coughs> excuse me, yeah. as a vampire movie, it's a good vampire movie. Is like, it a vampire movie? I, it's not, but it is. Okay, it is. Like you could you could take what it is away and go like, and what if they were vampires? Huh? Yeah. Okay. And then it'd be and then it'd be fine. It would be a good vampire movie, kind of. Um, but as a sequel to The Shining, it's so off tone. Yeah, you know, it's off tone to the book. It's off tone to the movie. It's off tone just, eh, just what are you doing? Now, here's a question I have about Ready Player One. Uh, 
are there any uh, Spielberg uh, references in Ready Player One? Like, does he make fun of his own things at all? Is there? Does John? Oh, no, I just show saw up? that. Does, I just saw the Shining yeah, sequence of it. I'm sorry. He shows up. Mm. If like any, you know, uh, like is there an Indiana Jones reference? I can't think of any now that I'm thinking about it. Mm. Which is which is a weird thing because he's really covered a lot of those uh, bases. You know, he's been a, such a big part of cinema, and uh, no. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he, someone out there remembers. I hope he referenced 1941. Yeah, maybe he did. That would be that would be good. Why not? I just have another question about Doctor Sleep for you. Sure, sure. Is Rebecca Ferguson in it? Rebecca Ferguson, I think, is the villain in it. Okay, I believe, I believe so. Oh, now I got to see it. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna s- look right now. I'm so sad that she's always in terrible movies, except for the Mission Impossible films, where she's really good. But I've seen her in The Snowman. Okay, which is not a good film. And then I saw her. Yeah, she's the villain in this. Okay, she's Rose the Hat. Mm. And does a good job. She does a. She's she's a very good actress. She's a she's a she's a fine villain doing good villainy mm-hmm. things and chewing up scenery. And it feels like tonally, why is this a sequel to The Shining at all? It makes no sense whatsoever. Though, okay, here's how it would make sense: is if you're looking at it in the same way uh, uh, as a, as a Terminator movie or Alien. Like Alien was a haunted house movie, basically, uh, in taking place in a spaceship that became an action movie. Terminator was like a, a, a you know, a, a Jason, you know, type movie where the monster is like hunting you down, the unrelenting monster. And then again, in the, uh, in the second one, it becomes a time travel action adventure sci-fi thing. That's what it does. So you could go with the, the Shining was, you know, a, you know, a haunted house thing about alcoholism and this one is just a crazy vampire movie that we're gonna tie in with it and i okay. can see you doing it that way and justifying it yeah if so yes that's fine mm-hmm. but tonally huh what are you doing <laughs> anyway sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say Keep it's singing just, her praises i well i think she's a very good actress but i just the movies she's in she's just too too bad for her like what i've seen her in i don't i haven't seen all her films but she's really good in the mission impossible films where she's ilsa faust but then like i say i saw her in the snowman Okay. Not a good film. Not a good film at all. Although it had that hot butter playing in the movie. So, you know. Oh, that's good. It's, you know, it kind of gives a, a bump up. Nothing's creepier. <laughs> well, that's the murderer's theme song in the movie. He makes a point of Does he? Yeah, he makes a point of having that playing. When Popcorn the, by Hot Butter plays? I'm assuming it's it's that song and not another one of Hot hot Butter's hits. Oh, yeah, that's right. Popcorn by Hot Butter. You're right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's the only song they did. I've done this joke before, but their other, uh, their other <laughs> hits were uh, a piece of toast, <laughs> piece of toast. Uh, a plate of peas. <laughs> <laughs> and so then that, okay, and then she was in um, uh, Men in Black International, oh. the most recent one. Oh, okay. Was she all right? She was like the arms dealer alien. Okay, that's fine. She was in The Greatest Showman. I didn't see that, but I don't want to. And then uh, I also saw her recently in... Um, the uh, Arthur one, the, the Guy Ritchie version. I think she plays uh, the uh, evil sister of of Merlin or Arthur or whoever. Well, according to the internet, she's also in Florence Foster Jenkins and The Girl on the Train. Florence Foster Jenkins, that's right. That's not a bad movie. And she, she plays the uh, the mistress of, um, of uh, Hugh Grant's character. And I believe I saw The Girl on the Train, but uh, I cannot remember it. So there you go. That's, that's me. Maybe that's... Uh, Maybe that's just my brain uh, leaking stuff out. I saw the girl on the train, but I saw it, when I saw it, it was called the Lady Vanishes. Oh, so yeah, very good. Well, it vanished from my brain as well. <laughs> and, and there you are, there. So I apologize, by the way, to uh, the makers of Doctor Sleep for getting the mad parody uh, incorrect. But we, we we tried our best. We tried our best. We couldn't get the movie in time, so we had to make it based on the uh, on the trailer and and just tried my best. Okay. Yeah. 
Cause, okay. Like you couldn't have like found like a a, a write up of Doctor Sleep by Stephen King online and you mean and, the novel? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did look that up. Oh, okay. okay. But actually, there's not. It doesn't really go with what the novel is. I, I imagine. I imagine he's just killing himself, like just kicking. There's a lot of the uh, dirt there's a lot of like daddy issue stuff that's in the novel that is not. That's just you know. There's like a, me a little bit. In the in the movie, but it's not really a thing. Well, there's a lot of internal monologues in Stephen King books that fill a lot of pages that you can like safely leave out of a movie, and you're not gonna you're not gonna notice. One thing they do in Doctor Sleep again, I said it wasn't I wasn't really talking about it, but I guess I, am, <laughs> I guess you were. Is they recreate scenes from the Kubrick movie, yeah, but with oh, speaking of uh, Spielberg, uh, with Henry Thomas, the star of ET, mm. he plays uh, Jack Nicholson's part, and I forget the woman who plays. Uh, the Shelley Duvall part. Okay. But they just recreate the scenes. Mm. And it actually works. They pull it off. You're okay. You're like, oh, yeah, good. Okay. that's good. Yeah, it's all right. So would you recommend this movie? Would you say yeah, you should watch see, it? Yeah, see it. Don't go see it. It's on your TV. Is it on? Yeah, watch it. <laughs> okay. You want to see like a vampire movie? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. I like vampire Ewan movies. Ewan McGregor's fine. Sure. Ewan McGregor's always a, a big bunch of charm. There's a girl in it that's good. She's good it's fine it's not great it's just it's fine yeah it's satisfying mm-hmm. uh when you you know stuff happens to the bad guys you're like you know i'll quote you and say yes it's not me you gotta get through the horror movie stuff which yeah. is like bad things have to happen and you're like oh i don't like watching these bad things happen but it's like well it's that kind of movie so you have to have the bad things happen yeah, i guess so yeah, yeah i don't like seeing that but Fair enough. And it's like, yeah, now we're getting to the parts you like. Oh, I enjoy that. That's fine. It's okay. It's, it's fine. Watch it. Go, 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 go huh. look. See. Well, it's not something we're talking about on Fan Splendors, but uh, no, no. we do a light brushing of it here. Surprise, we are going to talk about it in Fan Splendors. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got to tell me these things. I'll make notes. <laughs> By the way, while Dave's coughing, <clears throat> if you haven't heard of Fan Splendors, it's a side cast that we do where we do a little bit of a deep dive into movies. And we just did one about. Uh, Harley Quinn and the Fantabulous Emancipation... Oh, sorry. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of one Harley Quinn, now known as Birds of Prey... No, no. Oh, now known Harley as Quinn. Harley Quinn. Colin. Yeah, Harley Quinn. We said Harley Quinn. Yeah. Do you like Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn... How big is... How big are we can make this font? Harley, 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 Harley Quinn. <laughs> brackets. Batman, Joker, 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 Joker. Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn. Colin, Birds yeah. of Prey. Colin, uh, ask your friends who have seen it. They'll tell you it's pretty good. So you should see it. Okay, and Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a movie where it's a movie that you enjoyed, but you just you want to like just take the filmmakers inside and say what you should have done. Yeah, <laughs> if you had the chance, would yeah, you? It's have... not a Ready Player One. What are you thinking? It's a uh, yeah. Come on, a little bit. You could more. see you could let's see put a where more gas going. on that. Yeah. Let's yeah. Let, uh, wait, wait, let me taste that soup. That's good. Here's what you need. <laughs> Get a lot of this. And someone's going, salt, you know, salt, right? Salt. Yeah, you know what we ordered? What? Hedgehog. Blue hedgehog. Delicious blue hedgehog. That's what we want because uh, Sonic did quite well this week. But apparently huh. that's but apparently that's good. Apparently they did a good job. They've done the first ever good video game movie ever. That's apparently what's happened. What? I Detective Pikachu wasn't it? That would be correct. Yes, it was not. It was not it. Huh. It was not it. No. There were some yeah. good scenes. But it had some good scenes. You're right. But yeah. overall, it didn't hang together. I saw that for the right price, though, so I felt that was okay. Which was double the regular price? <laughs> I went saw to the, an IMAX? I went to the Super... Ex- I went to VIP. I want to see every piece of fur on that damn thing. Do they have fur? I don't know. Is Pikachu furry? Yeah, he's furry. Huh. There's scenes where you see his fur. Is he based... Okay. So, like... Is he based on Pikachu? 
here's my yes. thing. So Squirtle is a turtle, obviously. Yep. Uh, other things are lizards. Some of them are lizards. What is Pikachu? Is that just a completely original animal, or is it based on some kind of real animal and with a little bit of a twist to it? Like, yeah, it's supposed to be what, like a hamster or something, or what is he supposed to be? A capybara? What's he supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. It's like when you watch that movie. I can't remember the name of it now. The Hayao Miyazaki film. Um, Totoro? No, Pompopo? Is that what it's called? With, okay. with uh, the little Pompoyo. raccoon? Yeah, there's, I know there's a Y in it, and there's a P Is in there it. a Y in it? Yeah. You sure? Oh. Pompoyo? Anyway, I don't know. That's well, not right. Well, you just said yo at the end, so yes. Pompopo. Pompopo? Pompopo. I don't know what it's called. I'm just making that up. Anyway, sure but it's it's got like these raccoon creatures in it, and you think they're raccoons, and you discover they're actually Japanese animals that aren't raccoons, but seem like raccoon-like, and also apparently have enormous testicles. Oh, do they? If you watch the movie, you'll know what I mean. Oh, oh. You have to watch the you have to watch the Japanese version though. If you watch the American version, they they cut that part out of it, or they they cut the testicles out. They don't cut the testicles. Ponyo. Ponyo. So yes, it's got a P in. No, 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 no. Ponyo is the one with the little water spirit. Yeah, all right. What are we talking? I'm about? talking about Pompopo, about the little raccoon creatures. How old is that one? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if it's actually a Hayao Miyazaki film, but it's out of the. Well, then, it's part of the studio. What are we doing here? It's part of Ghibli, it's though. It's not even a it's, thing. It's a studio yeah, yeah, Ghibli yeah, movie. Part of Ghibli. I'm it's a part studio of Ghibli. Ghibli. <laughs> it's a studio You're Ghibli film. You're part of Ghibli. We're all Ghibli. <laughs> Telling me it's that. It's a no, studio it's Ghibli not. film. Jeez. You know the one about the little, the little raccoon creatures that are like their their environments being. They're decimated by by uh, development. Well, that's every one of those movies. The Totoros are having that issue probably too. They're not having that issue. That's well, not, not about Totoros. Totoros. I feel, I feel like Totoros about the girl's mother dying. Well, let me just say this about uh, Pikachu though. Yeah, uh, he's a yellow rodent-like creature. So yeah, he's a rodent. Okay. Yeah, he's fine. Okay. I don't so. know what makes something a rodent. What makes something a rodent? Yeah, just us calling it that. I, d- I don't think that's how that works. Yeah. I couldn't call a bird a rodent and have it be a, bur- a rodent. <laughs> well, There's qualities. That's what I'm wondering, what the probably qualities size, are. What qualities of Pikachu? Teeth, probably teeth what and quali- claws. I would say okay. all rodents have claws. Yeah, I would say all rodents they're, have... They're, they're kind of longer... T- longer teeth. So a say beaver, say beaver must be a rodent then. What is? A beaver. I don't think a beaver is a rodent. But it's got big teeth. It does. Does it have claws? It has claws. That's a very good question. <laughs> I know the capybara is the largest rodent. It's the largest rodent. Okay. The largest rodents, hey, President way, Trump. <laughs> well, well done, you. Okay, you're correct. A, a beaver is a rodent. Oh, there we go. Did you guys know that the beaver was a rodent? Now you know. We got a rodent on our nickel <laughs> in Canada. Yeah, huh. you can. There you go. Good for good for it. Order rodentia. Oh, nice. Yeah, and if you get that on your uh, teeth, you should, uh, you should see a dentist. I remember uh, being at a. A men's weekend, a men's getaway. Say. Yeah. With my brother, uh, my brother-in-law and another of his friends. None of my friends were there, so it was terribly boring for Did me. Did you guys know that it was a men's weekend when you were heading out? Yeah. Did any women go, can we come? And you went, no, it's a men's weekend? Or was it just a men's weekend? Just No, no, it was a men's weekend. So, okay. So, so my brother-in-law got... for his birthday. Yeah. He likes to put together like a big weekend with his, with his buddies. Okay. And his brother-in-law. All right. <laughs> he falls outside of the... Anyway... Uh, and they like they you know they incorporate like golf into it, so they have like a golf tournament thing. Sounds manly. And we play like handling shafts. There's a lot yeah, of that's dr- very manly. A lot of drinking. Sure, that sounds like a lot of like, like a lot of backyard games. You know, yeah, you, ring, you, you enjoy rings, a lot of, of, of people who are drinking. washers. You enjoy that buffalo balls, all those kind of games like that. 
So was that what those Ghibli characters had? Buffalo balls, and then they don't have them in the North American version. Is what you're saying? No, in the have you never seen that movie? There's a scene where all the characters are sitting on this big blanket. I am looking right now. Palm Poco. Oh, is it Palm Poco? P O M. Okay, I'm sorry. K O. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. All right. So Palm Poco is directed by. I don't want to say it because then our friend Nina is going to yell at me for saying it wrong. She's calling the office. Doesn't mean that you're going to get in trouble. Is Izeo Takahati. Oh my god, you massacred that. One second, I'm gonna have to talk to the boss. Nina is calling you. <laughs> what the hell? What are you doing? Bring me pictures of Spider Man! Oh, sorry, I went into J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> I'm always confusing the office. two of them. But Dave, uh, yeah. talk for a bit about what you're talking about. I gotta go find some pictures of Spider Man. All right. So the animals are sitting on this big giant blanket talking to this old. Old raccoon-like creature. I'm not so too wait, sure. So this is your men's weekend you're talking this about. Is, oh, I'm sorry. This is the movie Pompoco. And, like, and then he says, he's talking for a while, and then he goes, and you're sitting on my testicles. And then he withdraws them back into his body, and everyone kind of goes like, whoa! And they're all like, because it's like and someone goes, pulled I the... I didn't say stop. It's like someone pulled a tablecloth uh-huh. off of a table or whatever, and everyone goes tumbling. And it's a very odd scene. And when you're watching with your daughters, when they're, you know, 10 and 8, or 7 and 10, you're like... Well, girls, <laughs> we just saw something interesting. But it, the interesting thing for them, of course, I don't know how much Eve really enjoyed it because she wasn't like a fan of subtitle films and we were watching them in a subtitle version. But anyway, so uh, Men's Weekend. Oh, yeah. I, sorry. I saw. What are you doing? All I saw was the last thing in Wikipedia about oh, okay. what happens in the movie. Oh, okay. So with what you just told me about the sure. movie and that being all I know about yeah, the movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pon, uh, Ponkichi addresses the viewer, yeah. asking the humans to be more considerate of tanuki and other animals less endowed <laughs> with transformative <laughs> skills. Oh, I see. Oh, that's oh, right. I see how that goes. Sorry. I should have read the whole sentence first mm-hmm. and not to destroy their living space. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the movie, the, the, the creatures, the Pompoko creatures can, can transform into, into oh. humans. And do you know who's, uh, who, who's in this movie? J.K. Simmons, the voice of J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> In the, I've, I've never seen the English version of it. I've only seen the Japanese version. Okay. Well, I'm just telling you. Brian Posehn's in it as well. Oh, I sort of know him. Maurice LaMarche. I kind They're of not in it, by the way, everyone. They provide voices for these. They're, well, none that's of them, how cartoons work. None of them are I acting. Don't, I don't think, they're they're acting actually, I don't think Maurice LaMarche is a fucking raccoon <laughs> with giant testicles. Sure. Now, to be fair, I have yeah. never seen him. You've never dude. seen him, yeah. I have only seen you him know. fully clothed and often behind a table. Anyway, you're on a men's weekend. I can't remember. And you're uh, golfing and you're drunk. I can't remember what, what happens what was, next. I don't know where we're going with that story because we got distracted. Really? Yeah. Well, you were talking about buffalo balls. First of all, what are buffalo balls? Buffalo balls is First like. First of all, will they come out tonight? <laughs> they will. And they... dance by the, the light, light of the moon. moon. Uh, buffalo balls is a game with two golf balls with holes drilled in them with a length of rope between, and then you throw them onto a rack. <coughs> Depending. You try and wrap them around the the rack, and hopefully, where they land, you get different points. And now, is like the that. okay? Used to be all the fun, but now we like washers more. What is that? A washers is a game where you have a big giant honking big washers like the size of a saucer. Okay, and and you have to toss them onto a board that has three holes in it, mm-hmm. and the, and then depending where you land, the washers go into the holes, and you have to get up to twenty one, but you can't go over twenty one, so you get stuck. I'd say nineteen. Oh, but if you go over twenty one, you, you don't lose. You don't lose, but okay. you have, but you can't, you can't win. So you have to like, say you're at nineteen, you have to get two. 
So you have to get okay, into the center, right, into the center hole rather than the ones on either end. Do you ever play Conkers? Conkers, no. Conkers is that when you wrap the string around the chestnuts and you okay. whip the chestnuts at each other and you try and break the other person's uh, nuts. You bust the other person's <laughs> okay. nuts. What the hell? This is the problem when you've got two guys doing a podcast. Everything just becomes this. Am I right? I'm I'm sick of it too. I know it's wrong. Just don't. What year is this that this is occurring? Don't play. Don't play Conkers with Pompoko. No. That's all I'm telling you. They will win. Now, here's the thing about Conkers, if you ever do end up playing it. Yeah. More often than not, you're whipping you're whipping them at the other person's yeah. uh, chestnut, and then they will hit your knuckles, and it will hurt like a sumbitch. I can imagine. It will really hurt. But yeah, you're whipping around, and you try and smash the other one and uh, break it apart. And that's what kids did, especially in England. That was a big uh, game in England. Yeah. When my, Like my, my father was a kid, or my grandfather. Yeah. yeah. They would have uh, that kind of fun. And then they make them go to war. And we're like, that's enough. Put away your conquerors. We're going to war. What? Germans at it again. Oh, no. Again? Ugh. Can't we solve our problems with conquerors? They don't have them there. Oh, I wish they did. And then uh, you have a war. Huh. And then uh, there you go. And that's why there's war. And then you get conquered. Oh, there you go. I remembered why I was telling that story, which was... Uh, Too bad. That moment's passed. To this end. Which was that uh, one of these men's weekends, there was a guy there who was insisting... Mm-hmm. Insisting, uh-huh. not in a jokey way, sure, in a serious way. Lovely. The bears, yeah, are related to pigs, which I thought was hilarious. And they're both mammals. Are we going that far back? Because I guess you know, I guess in the same way we are. No, he meant of the same family. So can a bear fuck a pig? Is what the question is. I guess so. I huh. don't know. Well, you get migs. <laughs> yeah. No, wait, that's not a thing. Bigs. Bigs. That's bigamy. You get oh, you get bigamy. That's what that's the problem. <laughs> so they call it when you when well, the bears have sex with a pig. The thing is, they're not related or pears because pigs have hooves. They're cloven hoofed. They are. That's and why we can't bears, eat them. So saith the Lord. Bears have very feet that are very much like ours. True. And hands. And and and, hands. and they use toilet paper according to. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we're right. very civilized. Whereas pigs have stammers, and uh, that's how you know that a cartoon is over. Yeah. when the pig. Uh, stammers out the ending. Before then, nothing ends. And they don't need toilet paper. They don't wear pants. Exactly. Yeah. So neither do the bears, by the way. Yeah. Except for their lab coats when they're work. They're working in a lab now. It's just ridiculous. The best part of it. I mean, I maybe should have taken pity, but the best part of it to me was my brother-in-law's father-in-law's, um, who, or I should say, ex-father-in-law, his outlaw, who he knew that this wasn't right, but he couldn't put his finger on why it was wrong and he was like it's more on the other person's and even when this guy left because he was just like a resident in that where we were a local a local in the cabin the neighborhood of my brother by the way i just cabin. i just entered yeah. into the computer are bears related to yeah what's the first thing that comes up was it pigs yes huh the very first thing came up was pigs so apparently this guy's been going Second around thing is dogs third thing cats raccoons then wolves huh what does it say for pigs First thing, yeah. uh, someone's asking, are bears part of the pig family? Yeah. It's on Quora. Yeah. Bears are not part of the pig no. family. Of course they're not. Yeah. They're, totally they're both mammals. I mean, yeah. But I mean, they're not. But uh, bears are from the order uh, Carnivora and the family Ursidae. Ursi yeah. Like yeah. And pigs are from the order Arteridotacdiala. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even toed ungulates, uh, even numbers of hoofs, uh, parts per foot. Yeah. So, uh, no. Yeah, they're cloven. They have two... two uh, yeah, it's a really... Yeah, it's a weird... Uh, 
Oh, but okay. Now here's a here's here's an interesting okay. thing that we're gonna go. Oh, wait, yeah. Hey, all right, all right. Let's hear What's this. What's the closest relative to a bear? You will not guess this, but I will tell you, mm. it also enjoys a fish, much like the bear. It enjoys a fish. This is the the closest living relatives to bears are this animal. It is a mammal. Okay. Can yeah. I guess an otter? It is not an otter. Okay. But you're not a million miles away. Hmm. Do you want me to keep on guessing? I do. <laughs> okay, but I'm not going to guess it, you said. Nah, you will. It enjoys a fish. It does enjoy a fish. The seal? Yes. The seal is the Yeah, the to... closest, yeah, the wow. closest relative to a bear. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Huh. Well, seal seals do have like a very, well, I don't say they have a bear-like face, though. How do their, their noses aren't very similar? Don't That's really what, interesting. Don't know what to tell you, but uh, this, is, uh, this, is, this is the word. Wow, there's a couple of people. The North American Bear Center has a whole thing on like are bears related to pigs. I guess it's a I guess it's a, a common commonly held misconception. Weird. It is weird, isn't it? Yeah, where, now obviously, like, listen, there was some drinking involved when when he learned this fact. It went into his head and then it, it, uh, maybe the guy who well, the guy who claimed this is like a you're kind of your neighborhood know-it-all. Oh, okay. But not really a know-it-all. If you know what I mean. Okay. He's the guy who thinks he's a know-it-all, but he's not a know-it-all. He's more of a know-nothing who thinks he knows it all. Sounds about right. And so, but, I mean, I wasn't very helpful. Like, I could have pointed out the cloven hoof thing, but I didn't. I just kind of let my brother-in-law's father-in-law kind of hang there. Because I was really enjoying him saying, yeah, after this person left. Common, they don't have a common ancestor. Here's one that you would not expect either. Let me just say. Go ahead. He just spent the rest of Please. the rest of the afternoon going... I'm sure they're not related. <laughs> and he'd be like thinking for a while and he'd go like, I would, sw- I'd swear they weren't you related. Gotta, you got to send them this episode. I guess they will. Uh, hippos. Yeah. Are related to dolphins. They are? Yeah. But hippos are also a rodent, aren't they? They're, aren't they the largest rodent? No. A capybara is the long, largest rodent. Well, what are hippos' family? Uh, that's, a very, that's a very good question. But they did have the same great, great, great... Uh, uh, ancestor that lived uh, 50, 50 million years ago it was a common ancestor. Yeah, and uh, it's the Amblyocetus. Uh, I should stop having to say things <laughs> that uh, like anyway. It's yeah, yeah. similar things, huh. but yeah, bears and seals. Those those two are uh, are this, too related. Yeah, uh, we got uh, oh wait wait wait. There's another that one just came up. Uh, donkeys and rhinos. Oh, donkeys and rhinos are related. Okay, uh, uh, hyenas and mongooses. I mean, there is an African donkey-like thing, right? The onager. So I can see that there's share they share a region. Are you uh, are you familiar with sea squirts? No, sea squirts. Uh, they are kind of like they're tadpoles. They're kind of like oh, a okay. very sperm-like creature. Hmm. Uh, they Sounds attach sexy. themselves to the sea floor. Uh, they devour their own brains. What? Uh, yeah, they're they Is it know, part of their life cycle? Yeah, and they're related to uh, humans. Oh, really? Yeah. So you know, we're we're <laughs> in the family of those jerks. You're well, like, oh, why can't we be part of bears? And it's like, nope, we can't. We're nope. Sea squirts. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. So there you go. There's a whole bunch of facts, right? Oh, my cat just showed up. What are you related to? You're related to adorableness. That's what you are. Yeah, you're Very lost. close. My cat has discovered that there's water available in sinks, and so now does not want to drink out of bowls. Yeah. Would like to drink out of a sink, please, and would like to have me lift uh, lift, lift him up, take him to the bathroom sink, <laughs> run a little water for him, and have the nice fresh water. <laughs> and your reaction to this is, you've, been, you've obviously been going There's along with this. There's enough of a novelty to it that you I'm would... like on board with it for a while. 
<laughs> he's skulking away. He is skulking away. I think he was thinking he's trying to lure you to the bathroom. I know. He, uh, you know, he had his uh, he had his operation like a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. we were being really pampery uh, yeah. about him and just being really nice to him. And uh, we got to knock that shit off now, huh? Yeah, <laughs> it's all hard knock life. Also, also, he, we can uh, we can walk him outside now. Uh, he's he's fine for that. So we'll do that soon. Yeah, okay. we'll do that instead of like picking you up and like letting you. <laughs> Maybe you should install a little a little floor level water fountain for him. Uh, that's a possibility. I've, I bet he won't dig it. I think, you know, it would seem like he would. Also, it seems like the kind of thing you'd kick and then flood your kitchen. Right? Yes. Most definitely. It really feels like that's going to lead to trouble. Or, yeah. you know, he'll be running like a maniac down the stairs after having a, a poop upstairs. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I've got to get away from my poop. Okay. And then, like, I just skid around a corner and then just knock that over in the middle of the night. Then we flood everything and then, oh. you know, and then we kicked out of the house. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Huh. Anyway. Speaking of films that had issue, issues. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, speaking of running away from your own shit, let's talk about last week's show. <laughs> oh, last week's show was pretty good. It was fine, yes. I think you're wrong. The week before that. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, Whichever one I was uh, still uh, high off of <coughs> my, uh, my drugs. Uh, I think that was last week. I think, yeah, that's I think what, that was last week. I think that was very helpful. All More right. drugs, please. Is okay. What I, I wrote to you later on. Sure. Uh, no, I went and saw Underwater with... Well, which is what? It has... Um, based on the Chester Brown comic. Based on the Chester Brown, unfinished Chester Brown comic. Someone finally said, you know what? We need to finish this. Let's make a movie version of this. Very obscure comic. Spent millions of dollars finish, finishing off Chester Brown's vision. What was his vision anyway? It was a story of a baby, and it yeah. was the world through the baby's perspective. So yeah. you would not understand the language of people around you in the same way a baby would not understand it. Okay. And then as things progressed through the baby's life, we would learn more and more, and we would uh, still you know, go through basically the entire life of this uh, person. I believe that was the idea. Yeah, yeah. And it was similar uh, in a way to... Um, oh, what was the dinosaur one? It was Tyrant. Like, Tyrant, which was... We were starting with an egg. We're going yeah. to see the life of a dinosaur. We're going to see the entire life of a dinosaur. Yeah. We're going to do it in real time. We're going to have the entire life of a dinosaur. Yeah. And both of these books, the artist just went, eh, I'm done with this. <laughs> well, I think they, yeah, they probably looked at how long it was going to take them to do this and went, you know what? I have other things I want to draw. Yeah. You're, um, Let's not go any farther. Your uh, big epic, epic uh, masterpiece uh, doesn't seem as good when you're uh, starting it off. Like really starting it off. Yeah, like you're yeah. Going, oh, oh no, I'm getting some sense of scale here. <laughs> Ooh, no, no, thank you. Yeah, I mean, maybe you realize that when you're, you know, seven issues in, you're like, oh man, is this even worth like the effort I'm going to put into it? Like, I thought this was going to be a great yeah, story, I don't but live forever. I don't know. Like, I've got other ideas. I want to do a story about Louis Riel. I don't want to be spending my time doing. But it ran for three years. Uh, it ran for three years. Underwater did? Yes, it did. It ran. How many issues was it? it uh, 11 issues. It ran from 1994 okay. to 1997. Wow. Yeah. I have all the issues. It was also, it would, it, because babies I have a lot of issues. don't have object permanence, yeah. uh, things would also be kind of surreal to us. It's an interesting concept. Yeah. I you should, know, for, for, for I a should book. reread it. I should give it another. I should give it another go. I'm sure I can find it. Though, uh, yeah, Chester Brown has said that he may return to it someday. I'll believe it when I see it, Chester. Okay. Yeah, it starts with the birth of twin sisters. Uh, oh, why am I doing this to myself? All these words, Koopa Fam and Jews. <laughs> it was intended to follow Koopa Fam's life up until her death. Huh? Yeah. 
Well, he can still do that, but just have her die like early on. Sure. Like, don't get too far. It looks like it would be an interesting animated uh, thing. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's better as that. It was inspired by, uh, the, the drawing style was inspired by a bit of Harold Gray. Well, most of his drawing style of, 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 the, of that period, because Louis Riel is also very uh, Harold Gray-like. Mm-hmm. With the, the white, and the blank King eyes. And Frank as well. Yeah. 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 Gasoline Alley. And uh, Little Orphan Annie, which is a fabulous comic strip. If anyone here, if you have never read it, you have an opportunity to, which I've read like three books worth or so or four books because I kept finding them like remaindered at places. So I'd be like, okay. oh, here's a cheap Little Orphan Annie. I'll buy it. And uh, it's really good. Like, it's a really great story. I can see why it was popular. I've never read all of it, though, so I can't speak to... And apparently he was a terribly conservative person who hated uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Not that he was alone in that. But, oh, uh, okay. Why did he hate Franklin Delano Roosevelt? I think because of the New Deal and stuff like that. You know, like, he was taking away America's can-do spirit. Because, you know, Americans were becoming reliant on the government for handouts rather than on their own get-up-and-go. So the uh, the final episode of uh, Little Orphan Annie that it wrapped up recently, uh, it ends with uh, Annie has been uh, kidnapped by a genocidal maniac. Uh, Daddy Warbucks uh, thinks she's been murdered, unaware yeah. she's still alive and in need of rescue. Okay, and uh, that's it. So she's uh, basically she's been kidnapped by the butcher of the Balkans, and that's where we that's where we end it. That's where it's that's, that's what's and a, it's a real cliffhanger. That's the thing. They knew it was ending. Yeah. And that's where they end it. How bizarre. Yeah. Maybe when they heard, they just didn't have enough, you know, episodes left to, like, adequately f- end, like, f- you know, finish it. Maybe. It's kind of went, well, we'll just leave but it. But it ends, yeah, with Daddy Warbox just looking out a window and he's, like, basically lost it because he thinks Annie's murdered. Mm. And so he's just, like, lo- looking out a window, just like, uh, uh Annie's wow. gone. Wow. And, uh, Annie is, uh, kidnapped by the Butcher of the Balkans and, uh, and then the last panel says, and this is where we leave our Annie for now. Okay. And that's the end. Huh. I guess they're maybe hoping that, you know, they get a readership response that would revive the, the comic. Maybe someone, uh, someone uh, buys it, buys, a little, buys the rights to Annie. Though you'd have to buy the rights to, like, the musical and all, all that stuff, too. That's the thing. That's where the real money's coming in, obviously, yeah, is, like, yeah. all productions of Annie. Sure. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I've only read the old Depression-era Annie. I... I I would have, it would be weird to read Little Orphan Annie with her having a cell phone. <laughs> right? Well, she could really use it now because she's like kidding. Well, yeah, she's, a, she's in a bad situation. Apparently she doesn't have a cell phone. Otherwise, this would uh, resolve itself well, pretty Well, she may have had one, call. but people, when they kidnap you, tend to take away your cell phone. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you never had a cell phone. just means that now you don't. You're in the hands of the Butcher of the Balkans. I wonder what's happened to Snowy. And why is there a Butcher up. of the Balkans? That hardly seems very timely. Like, why are they... Exploring, like, the Kosovo crisis in 2007 or 19 or whenever it ended. When did it end? Well, here's the thing. They thought did it end it, in the 90s? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, 10. Uh, 2010. Why are they exploring a... I mean, Balkans is a fairly yeah, he thinks, settled area Warbucks now. Warbucks thinks that Annie was eaten by sharks. That's so reasonable. That's really, yeah, oh, she's tasty. That's often what I think when people are late. That they were eaten by a shark? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what happened to Snowy, though. Snowy's okay. Snowy? Snowy doesn't need that. I think you think of Tintin. Sandy is her dog. Is it? Yeah. Oh, she should hang out with Snowy. <laughs> she should. Except that dog Sa- has a drinking problem. Sandy's problem. unreliable. So what's up with Sandy? Sandy with her? That's what I'm asking. Or is he with Daddy Warbucks? What did I just say? Well, you said Snowy, so I didn't know who you were talking about. I thought you were just wondering what happened with Tintin. Oh, no. They look at... Yeah. Ugh. No, the last... Uh, I think the last time we see Sandy, he's uh, sniffing a corpse that had its uh, head bashed in. And uh, this is from the Butcher of the Balkans. 
had like killed a guy. And so Snowy's a little upset about that. And then they uh, go, hey, where's Annie? And it looks like she was eaten by sharks. Where's so, Annie? Yeah. Where's Annie? Mm-hmm. Where? <laughs> Where the hell was Annie? That'd be. No, that would be good. Someone should just do that. Just put a mashup together of of Dale Cooper smashing his face into the mirror, saying "Where's Annie?" And then just cut to Little Orphan Annie. Aww. Sun'll come out tomorrow. But it's a good strip. You enjoy the strip, Little. Oh, it's a very good strip. It's it's you know when you think like it's about a little girl, mm-hmm. little orphan, and she doesn't meet Daddy Warbucks right away. What happened to her parents? Do we find out? Doesn't matter. Mm, kind of does. Usually. There's a little uh, backstory there. I would imagine that amount of comic strips over many years. They've... Maybe they explored it. It doesn't in the initial thing. Oh, she's right. just an orphan of, sure. of no of no fixed abode. But she's like incredibly industrious. You know, like she'll go somewhere and then she'll like turn things around for people. She'll get in there and she'll work her hardest and make things happen. But it's kind of enjoyable because she's a real, you know, real uh, dynamo. She used to be in an orphanage uh, uh, being abused by the cold and sarcastic Ms. Asthma. Huh. And then uh, she was replaced by Miss Treat, which sounds like... Miss Treat. Treat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a better name. Because there's no such thing as Miss Asthma. No, that's true. It's not, really a, it's not really a gag. Not a good gag. Yeah, I'm trying to see if they actually do say what, ha- what happened there. Oh, okay. But, uh, no, no, not really. I, I do sort of remember that, but it's been a while since I read it, of course. It back in the 90s. That was a while ago, everyone. Yeah, I'm it started old. off in uh, 1924 and ended in 2010. <coughs> you know, it's my birthday in a couple of days. No, I, I didn't know that. Oh, February 22nd is my birthday. And, oh, okay. Um, Happy birthday. Thanks. And I've decided that I've reached a, a significant age, which is okay. 54. Not that that's significant in itself, but I've reached an age now where if someone tells me that they're 70, I look at them and I say, boy, they look young for 70, which is weird, right? Because like, if I was like younger... When I saw, if I met someone who was 70, I'd be like, that person is, like, the grave is open for that person. They get waiting for them just to, like, walk backwards into it accidentally, yeah, and then they'll swallow them up. Yeah, sure. But now I'm like, that person looks really good for 70. <laughs> so, I don't know. You know, looking good for 70. Like, now I, I look good for 50, I guess. So, you're about the same That's age. That's a terrible sliding scale. You're, the, you're about the same age Abe Vigoda was in, uh, in Barney Miller. He was 54? He was about that, yeah. He was 56. But yeah, not a million miles away. Well, 56, that's a big difference. It's a huge difference. It's able I mean, to go to much. That's, that's two years of wrinkly that he got. I don't know. He's one of those people that just looked old from the get-go. That's the thing. That's the trick. That's Because he looked old in The Godfather. Is, yeah, you got to look old. You got to look old when you're young. And then, uh, and then I don't know uh, if that's... Then you I'd never rather, age. And everyone goes, why, oh, why is that guy no, aging? No, I, I prefer the other way around. I prefer the young when I'm old. Okay. Which is what I get now. I get... I told some... Young, youngish ladies at church that I was 53, because I'm honest, and they were like... Why did this get brought up? Because I said they were like... be with you, and I'm 53. No, we were talking afterwards okay, in, the, right, in the coffee good. area, and and they're they're nice, so they're fun to talk to, and they're... You know, like, here's the problem for me, is that old people are boring. Old people are boring. I hate to tell you this. Okay. We're boring. So I... Oh, you're including yourself? In I'm that. including myself in this. Oh. So I seek out young people so I can bore them. No, they're just more interesting. Much like a vampire. They have more on the go. It's like Lisa and I went to like a party a couple weeks ago where we didn't know anyone. It's very painful to do this, by the way. We knew the hostess. So you just crashed a party. With the mostess. Oh, no, so no, we knew the, we knew the okay, host. But, but, we didn't, but we didn't like see her very often because there's a lot of people there. And like it's all adults and they're all dull. Right. So it's all a, it's a swingers party. I have, yeah. Well, the key thing will happen later. But I felt like if... Like, you know, when you, you can look at people, you can tell. 
right? If they're going to be interesting or not. Like it's one thing that we've learned as I always think, I used to think of it as nerd dar, but I don't know if it's nerd dar, but I have the ability to look at someone and tell if I'll be able, if I'll like them or if I'll like, we'll be simpatico with each other. Do you know what I mean? Okay. And I think that's like a survival thing that I had from, from my youth where like, you know, you just learn like who, who to approach and who just to leave alone. You just don't bother those people because then it's not going to be good. But this person, they'll, they might like what you like. They might be interested in the things that you're interested in. And then you hope for that. And they might be. You might, not, you might not be super close, but at least you'll be like school acquaintances. Sure. Where you can like while away lunch hour or whatever together. All right. And so I'm, I'm good at that. So I'm good at like going to a party and I look and look around and I can look at everyone and I can be like, nope, 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 nope. No one here is interesting. Like, there's no one here that I, I can see by looking at them that we're going to have anything in, you know, like there's no one that I can look at and say, that person likes interesting music. Nope, they all like country music. That's all of them like the same sort of thing. Because like, they're line dancing. At the same, yeah. That's a, that's always a clue. That's a good tip, yeah. And I can tell by looking at them that they're they don't they're not interested in movies the way I am. You know what I mean? Like they're just not. They just they have their lives and then just they fill them with with stuff, but they don't like explore the stuff they like. They don't like look deeper than what they like. They don't go sideways of what they like. They're just there. They are. So yeah, I just. Made Lisa go over to a couch where some young people were. And then we just sat there. <laughs> and then I talked with them. They were much more interesting. You start flossing. <laughs> yes. No, it's just that they're, you know, their minds are still open. They're, they're still interesting. Excuse me. No, it's okay. <coughs> they're still interesting people. Whereas, you know, me. By the way, I will give boring. you a lozenge in a heartbeat. We have tons of them. Do you want a lozenge? Uh, sure. If that won't bother people. Nope. I don't want to sound like Elaine Vigneault, the former coach of the Vancouver Canucks. Constantly clicking away. So it's literally thirty seconds. So I'm I keep I'm talking. He's interrupted me from a distance. Um, yeah. So we talked to these young girls, and what was interesting, and he's not here to hear this interesting fact, but two of them were twins, and there were two other twin girls at this party, and then someone else came over and mentioned that they had twins. Doesn't that seem weird? Like three sets of twins, like in one family? It does seem weird to me. Excuse me, everyone. I have to take a drink of water. <clears throat> oh, thank you. Either honey I'd, or Ricola. I'll go with Ricola. Now, the reason I brought up these young ladies at church, youngish ladies, I'll tell you something interesting that they said, but I'll, first I'll tell you that the flattering thing, which is what I, because I said that they were young and hip and they're like, oh, young or whatever, as if, you know, implying that I was close to their age. And I was like, no, no, I'm 53. Like, I am like decades older than you. And they're like, you are? So that was very nice. But... Here's the thing that was interesting that they said. They were talking about, they were on like a dating app. Okay. And they're talking about some guy and they're like, showing me this guy. And they're like, isn't he cute? He was so-so. But anyway, I don't want to say that to them. But um, they're talking about like, they're like, well, what, you know, what we really want, uh, one of the records is, oh, this guy, we want a guy who owns a vineyard. <laughs> and I'm like, that is an incredibly specific and yet seemingly unattainable goal, I said. Well, it's not hard to find a winer on there. And... This, the girl said to me, the lady said to me, um, I just call everyone, but she's younger than me, right? So it feels like, vineyard. <laughs> she, I said, that seems like I say, it's incredibly rare and also, yeah, not even uh, just a wine cellar, unattainable, I need a vineyard, yeah. Okay. And she said, Well, this is how I look at it. I'm incredibly happy where I am in my life right now, like, I'm super happy, and I don't want to like give up what I have for something that's so so or okay-ish, not quite my thing, but I guess I'll put up with it. 
No, I want to have like high expectations. Okay. And whoever I meet has to have like some of these qualities that I want. Mm-hmm. Because I just don't want to settle and change my life and maybe change it for the worse. Okay. And not get anything out of it. All right. Like, okay. I got a question I always like to ask sure. when, I, uh, when, I, when, I, when I hear something like that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, tell me. So I like that vineyard is the way to go on that. It's just one of them. I'm just saying. It's I not understand. It's not a, you know. No, my thing whenever I hear that it's is. It's like the uh, red Smarties, right? So, uh, you know. So who do you know that did this that screwed up that you don't want to duplicate that mistake? Because it's clearly mm. she saw something. Yeah. Like when I go like I never want an office job. It's because my dad had an office job and he was awful. And he hated it. Or maybe and she did. And that's why I clearly don't want an office job. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, because you saw an example of this and went. Okay, I'm not 100% sure what I want, but I do know I don't <laughs> want that. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. You know, your uncle is missing the arm because he was a lion tamer. It's like, well, I don't want to work with lions. I know that much. <laughs> and maybe you've had, you know, your last couple of relationships, you go like, okay, I don't want that. I know that's not a thing, and I know this isn't a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's just, it is interesting, the, the vineyard thing. I mean, I want a guy who owns a volcano. <laughs> His own volcano. It I doesn't have to it, be an active volcano. Mm. It can be a dormant volcano. Yeah, yeah. I just want... And you know what? I'll settle for a mountain. Yeah, a guy yeah. who's got a mountain named after him, that's great. A hill, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, but there's got to be some activity underneath it, and it's uh, unstable. Okay, to, to be fair to these to these ladies, I think the vineyard thing was a, was a bit of a joke because they like wine. And the reason they brought it up is because this guy on this dating app had designed a vineyard in Ontario. Okay. So he wasn't a vineyard owner, but he was a vineyard designer. He was a vineyard designer. Honestly, if you like wine that much, they'll, they'll be dead within five years. <laughs> They're the last so, person that should be on an actual vineyard. So, um, yeah, I think they were joking around. But I, I do like the idea that you ha- that have, having high expectations and being satisfied with where you are and not wanting to, like, you know, just saying, I'm happy. I don't want to, like, this isn't, I'm not doing this because I'm desperate mm. and willing to, like, settle. I want to be happy with what I end up with. So, no, I think that's a good attitude. I think it's a good attitude to go into that sort of... Yeah, I think I lucked, I th- I lucked out in that, uh, you know, I fell in love right before dating apps became a thing. Like, back when it was, like, computer well, dating, it was just, uh, you know, what, what an effort. I'm even luckier, because I, I fell in love with a woman who I met in school, yeah. and I didn't have to go to a bar and approach her from it. And, you know, like, it was you hard enough for me to approach her... That's, That's a problem, of course. But also, I don't do well in those sort of situations where I have to go up to someone like that. You know, I had a hard enough time talking to her. In fact, it was Lisa who broke the ice between us. And we sat beside each other in class. Right. Like, it's not like I approached her or she approached me from across the room. We just sat together and I had a, I think I was reading Rolling Stone magazine, and it, but I had an article about the Smiths in it, which is why I had it. And she saw me reading that and she went, oh, you like the Smiths? And I said, yes, I do. And that was the icebreaker. Up to that point, she just thought I was some poor, poor uh, schlub. I don't think that. Like she actually thought yeah, I was really. Something wrong with being a I think schlub. she thought she was like I thought she was very good looking. She thought I was very good looking. So I don't know if we arranged it consciously to sit beside each other or what happened, but somehow we ended so it up. Started based on looks. It should always start based on looks. Okay. I mean, by how the way, else, let me just ask you a question. How else are you attracted to someone? That pen that you've had in your hand. Yeah. Was that my pen or was this your pen? That's your pen. No, it's not. It's now your pen. That's oh, your pen. Well, because I've had it in my hand? Because you've had a cold and you're like, could oh. not be touching it more. Oh, I'm that sorry. That pen now could not be more germ <laughs> covered. You put it in your mouth. I did not put it, it my... around in your hand. I did not it's put it. has been everywhere. That pen you're taking home with you. I'm just saying, like, sorry. do not even, that pen's yours. Okay. Okay, moving on. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, happy happy new pen day. Uh, <laughs> uh, happy birthday. Enjoy it. There you are. Do you think you fall in love with someone? I mean, 
uh, based I, on passion for the most part for me. For me, it's passion. For someone who's like passionate about something. Mm. Uh, and by the way, I've only fallen in love three times in my maybe three and a half times in my life. Mm. One was so short that I don't know if I count it. Um, <laughs> but I would say like someone who is uh, very passionate about something that would be the thing. But I also look for for passion and friendship. Someone yeah. someone who is really really interested in whatever they're interested in. I find uh, attractive as a as a friend as well. Yeah, like it's uh, it's it's like oh okay, there's just a good energy there. Mm. It's like mm, mm, all right, what's what's this about? What do you you know? And if it's even if it's not something that I'm interested in at all, one the first person I ever went out with uh, loved hockey, but she loved talking about hockey. But because she was so interested in hockey. It was like, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. You know, uh, nothing was going to happen between us, you know. Uh, <laughs> but it was like, oh, this is interesting. And how this and this and they're playing this. And like, mm, mm, even though I don't care about hockey, she did. And so it was uh, it was fascinating hearing her talk about it. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I mean, those are all important qualities. I mean, important qualities in Lisa, too. She's fa- She loves horses. That's her, her passion. Did you and have any uh, uh, like of horses before you met Lisa? No. I had ridden, I had ridden them brief, like a little bit. I'd done like Why? some dude. What's that? Why did you ride a horse? How did that come? Oh, because I was when in I was in Cub Scouts. We went to a, a dude ranch in Maple Ridge. Oh, okay. I think called Timberline Ranch there, and uh, I rode there. But only when you were preteen, or did you ride? ride yeah, preteen. And then uh, my friend, who was also a Cub Scout, he loved that so much that for his birthday we got to go again. Like we just went as a. I think me, him, and one or two other friends, or just one other friend, we went, uh, and we got to go like a, in a dude thing at the same. I think at the same place since they knew where it was and stuff. But um, and I really enjoyed it. But of course, it's not really the same as riding, oh, you know, a horse because right. dude horses are very, very much. They're very much chosen for their passivity and their easygoing nature and stuff. Some some of them are grouchy, but most of them are pretty easygoing and, and you know they're controllable and. And so, yeah, that's what we rode. So there was no, like, real risk to it or anything, or sense of but risk. But you had no connection with horses, really? Before. No, no. I remember a girl um, in grade six was this horse mad, and she got a horse in grade six, and she brought it to school, where I went to Chalmers Elementary near Burnsview, and she just brought it to school one day, and we got to, like, pet it and stuff like that, which was pretty neat. And that's probably, like, the last horse that I saw before I met Lisa. And for the longest time... um I didn't really go to Lisa's just because it was so far away from us, from me, like like hours away, really, by bus. Mm-hmm. You didn't drive at that point? I did not drive at that point. And uh, so, yeah, so I would take the bus out, and then she'd pick me up, and then we'd go to her mom and dad's place. And her mom and dad worked or were away at that time, so they weren't there. And so we would go riding. And, uh, and because I felt so guilty about, you know, I would just feel guilty because she knew how to ride, and I didn't, and so she would just have to walk. Mm. You know, I just felt I just felt like oh, so boring. Like you know how to ride? Why do you just want to like walk everywhere? So I like I kind of like pushed the pace of my learning a little bit. You know, so pretty soon we were cantering, cantering everywhere, mm. cantering along That's the road and stuff. Stage. Yeah, which is just down from a gallop. Ah, I never well, did the. Well, listen, it's a family podcast. I never did the full gallop. Well, um, till you were married. <laughs> yes, and. uh so we used to like canter. We canter in the park and stuff. But the problem with me cantering was that I was just barely hanging on. And so if anything happened, like if the horse shied at something, and this did happen every once in a while, the horse would shy. I would just come off right away because I was just you know just kind of hanging in there. And then the horse doing something wrong, I'd be like ah. But I never like said anything because I just wanted Lisa to have fun too. I didn't want it to just be like her like pitting me. 
looking back on it, she would have been like as thrilled to walk with me as as she was to canter or trot or whatever. So it was just me. It was more my own like neuroses. But uh, yeah, we did that for quite a few years. But eventually, eventually we stopped riding together just because life, life takes over. Children come, expenses come, things change. But um, she still rides. She has her own horse. And uh, and one day she'll get on him. She has ridden him. I shouldn't say one day she'll get on him. Just that he uh, injured himself last, um, like this winter, he injured himself. He pulled a back muscle or slammed it to a fence or did something where he oh, damaged sorry. the muscle in his in his thigh. Yeah. And so it almost like disappeared, the muscle. Oh, no. Yeah. But he's better now. He's okay. looking better now. But then he also hurt himself um, putting his, his uh, head through a slats on the fence mm-hmm. to get grass in their side and i guess did something and then banged his head and pulled mm. his neck out too quickly or whatever and hurt hurt his neck do you think he's trying to pull an insurance scam i think yes he's, a, he's a, yes just wearing one of those things around his neck yeah. and just shows up yes, oh. right. <laughs> he's wearing a he's wearing a, a neck collar yeah <laughs> yes that'd be good <laughs> I would like that if he was doing that. My sister, my sister had a horse, had a couple of horses, I think, mm-hmm. uh, rotated through, and then, yeah. So she'd be like, I remember her watching them in the driveway, and just be like, wow. oh, thing, yeah, just like that's odd, isn't her. it? Yeah, I know. She like, I don't know why she brought the horse home, but I, I've got a real clear memory of her doing that a mm-hmm. couple of times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she was she was the horse just for the pleasure, and because yeah. we were so different and could never like anything that the other one liked, I don't think I ever uh, connected with horses at all. For yeah. That reason. Also, I saw her once petting a horse at uh, like a zoo or something like that and it bit her finger real bad so i was like nope that's good and the, and she likes them yeah and I, uh, the horse could sense that i did not care and so <laughs> yeah i remember going with lisa for the first time to her parents place and she took, took me out to the barn to show me her she had two three horses at that time um the one she sold soon after i i met this horse but it was terrifying what to, was terrifying about because they're big mm-hmm and they're very gentle eyes. <laughs> they're very big, and you don't realize it when you first meet a horse that they're dumb. Okay, they're just yeah. dumb animals. They got horse sense. Because you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, this animal could really hurt me if it wanted to." You don't know that it doesn't want to hurt you. In most cases, most horses are very kind, um, super kind, really. I always loved big horses around the girls when they were young, because horses were so gentle with them. You know, like always gentle. Like they knew they were babies, and always were very. It's very interesting. But, um, yeah, the, the first time, like, when you... Because their head is enormous. And I think that's all I saw of the horse, right? Because we were just looking at them, and they're, in, and they're inside in the barn, and they are just had their heads out over the stall door. And I was just like, this is a terrifyingly huge creature. Like, this is amazing, right? Like, it kind of like that question of, you know, what would you trust more, a giant dog or a giant cat? You know? Giant dog. Giant dog, yeah. Like yeah, a giant cat. It would be scary. Yeah, a giant cat would eat you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We've and seen then, giant cats. They're called tigers. Mm-hmm. Sure, they will eat you. Yeah, Absolutely. but a horse. 100%. A horse is even more giant. Yeah. Okay. So you know, and if you're not used to them, it can be kind of scary. They'll and so you. yeah. So yeah, the first time I, I was just kind of intimidated, scared feeling, and then the next time I went, and when her mom was there with us, and Lisa was like, "Well, do you want to try riding?" And I said, "Oh, sure." And that's when I fell off and hurt and landed on the fence badly. Uh, and broke the slat, which her dad must have loved, oh. with my groin. I've mentioned that story before. Right. Uh, but that was on me, not on the horse. You know, just I was confusing to a horse, because it's not a dude horse. It's a finely trained dressage horse that Lisa has spent years 
training and teaching to react to very subtle um, aids and stuff like that, right? <clears throat> Whether it's a very, you know, putting the leg back against the, like to make a horse go into a, I think into a canter, you'd have to take your foot and put it back and sort of touch near the back, where the barrel and the back leg meet. Oh, okay. And just kind of touch there, and that will cue the horse to do a canter, for oh, instance. Right. So if you do that accidentally while you're riding, because your balance is terrible or whatever, the horse is going to go, oh, time to go fast. And so it goes fast, and you're already off balance, whatever, so off you come. So it's not, yeah, it's not the horse's fault. It's, it's no one's fault. Like, I mean, I just fell off. Oh, I didn't hurt myself or anything, because I'd spent my whole life falling down, because I wanted to be a stuntman. So I knew how to fall. I knew how to take a fall. But, um, yeah, it was... Uh, it was a little bit of a wake up from, you know, thinking, I can ride because I've been on dude horses too. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> these are a lot different, these horses. So being, uh, turning 54. Yeah. Uh, does that make you less wanty to be on a horse now? Are you, are you concerned more about uh, that sort of thing or eh, heck with it, life, life. Let's get on that <laughs> horse. Get back on the horse, literally, uh, you mm. think? Yeah, I would, well, uh, you know, if we had money, if we had like decent money, not just like money in the bank, but decent money. I would definitely think about. I definitely think it would be fun for us to have both have horses to go riding and stuff. But it's very time consuming, and I think Lisa has enough time. Like just do like Eve's horse and her horse. That's enough time. Adding a third horse and you know and the expense and stuff like that, a board and feed and now if all you, the rest of it. it. Okay, here's let me throw this out there. Mm -hmm. If say our Patreon folks are out there, <laughs> no, our, our good yeah, Patreon yeah, folks out right. there. By sure. the way, Patreon.com's uh, in the slash Sneaky Dragon. Uh, Sneaky Dragon. Uh, if if they say mm -hmm. put together enough money, yeah, to buy you a horse, and and enough for regular horse maintenance, yeah. as in the uh, stable and the feed and whatever medical horse expenses, yeah, uh, insurance scams, would you and Lisa do a horse podcast about your adventures on a horse together? <laughs> oh, I'd like to do a horse podcast with Lisa. I think she'd be a really good. What would you call it? <sighs> Winnies and losers. <laughs> That's good. Naysayers. Mm, naysayers? The Trotskys. <laughs> okay, that full marks thing happening again. Yeah. I'm sure there is a, Frots a Trotsky one. Uh, yeah, I'd have to think about that. I'm okay. not sure. So we need to, this is what we got to do. We got to raise enough yeah. money. All right, once again, patreon.com slash Dragon. Yeah. I know at least one of you out there is a crazy How millionaire. How about dressage advice? Sage advice? It looks like. Dressage you know. of content, consent. <laughs> Uh, that makes no sense. Uh, one of you out there is a is a millionaire. I know you are. There's Dressage someone, rehearsal. There you go. Someone uh, there's so, there's someone out there who is. So uh, you um, right now uh, just just do one of those really crazy donate things of like I don't know how much would it have to be a month for to to get a horse five hundred a month <laughs> yes five hundred yeah so one of you yeah. here's what we need to do mm -hmm. we need you to to do the monthly donation of five hundred dollars here's what you're gonna get you're gonna get I'd say every two weeks you do this podcast. Okay. Two every two weeks. Yeah. David and Lisa do the horse podcast. Yeah. By the way, let me let me throw this out there. Mm -hmm. If you're the first one to donate five hundred a month, and I'm just saying, <laughs> okay. Second one who donates it doesn't get this. Okay. You, you get all the uh, the regular perks that we sure, give sure. you with five hundred, which is yeah. a, a nice thank you <laughs> and some buttons. Um, but what what you get is mm -hmm. you get to name the podcast. Oh. We're going to run some suggestions by you. Yeah. You will then get to go that one, and then you get to pick it. And in fact, yeah. if you want to name it after yourself, you're welcome to do that. And then Dave <laughs> will do the podcast for you with Lisa. 
They will. Uh, yeah. How long will the podcast be? Like about an hour podcast? Yeah, sure. An hour. So you can get two hours of that a month mm-hmm. uh, for your five hundred dollars. Yeah. You'll get a special thank you at the end of every one of those. Okay. And uh, and, and there you go. And uh, you you'll hear about the horse adventures. So let me let me say that whoever out there is the crazy millionaire. Yeah. Uh, uh, do that. Marty, what, what I, value? I already have some plans for this show. I know what I'm thinking right now. What's that? Lavalier mics, radio-controlled lavalier mics. Do it live. Do it live on the horse. Love it. This while we're riding. I love we'll do everything show. about it. Yeah, be good. Go to Aldergrove Park. Ride around a bit. Talk about horses. Hear the hear the horses. So all it takes is five hundred dollars a okay, month. Okay, so look. <laughs> I know what we're saying we're going like you crazy millionaire doing the five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But here's the other way it could go. All right. We need some of you doing pretty well, people. To we need like ten of you to do fifty dollars. If ten of you do do, do fifty dollars, and that's not insane, uh, a month, Dave and Lisa will get on a couple of horses. <laughs> okay. You will get two uh, two podcasts uh, a month, uh, and uh, you'll hear their adventures uh, on on horses. That's great. Who else is doing that? No one. Who else is doing a podcast on a horse? No one. No one is. <laughs> I bet everyone is doing podcasts everywhere else. I bet there's a submarine podcast. There's probably podcasts in a submarine. Mm, probably. Probably. Yeah. I'm sure there is. When we looked up all the father-daughter podcasts, I thought that was a unique thing. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> wrong. Wrong I was. Uh, tons of them. But uh, yeah. I bet there isn't one where you're uh, on, a, on a horse. So there you go. Yes. Let's do that. Let's make that happen. Guys out there, hey, you heard me. Or a hundred of you at $5. We could also do it that way. <laughs> A hundred <laughs> listeners at five dollars—that'd yeah. be great. I, I just did the Vancouver Fan Expo, and we did have—I uh, did have quite a few people who like Sneaky Dragon come up and say hi. Oh, really? It was nice. Yeah, that is good. I'm glad so to I'm hear supposed that. Supposed to pass along to you that they enjoy the show, so I am now passing that along to you. Well, that reminds me, I have a pass along to you as well. Please pass it along to me, but be careful with it because you've got a cold. <laughs> I went to get my hair cut on Saturday. All right, and I walked in. And there was a lady getting her hair cut. Say. And I did not. Wait, is this is this place unisex? <laughs> it is a unisex salon. Nice. And I went there. I had an appointment. This gets me uh, mocked at work that I have a, an appointment for a haircut. Why does that get... I don't know. Do they have to run in and surprise their barber? <laughs> yes. Yeah, now! Everyone, now! Do yeah. it now! Do well, it now! That's I what think, they got to do. Yeah. Everyone else goes to places where you, uh, just, yeah, you walk in the door and then uh, you just go... Sit down. You, can I sit down and get a haircut? And they go, yep, sit down. Then you read a copy they, of Playboy. They brush off the seat with their towel or with a brush, and they sit you down, and they give you a short back and sides and send you on your way. That's right. They point at the, uh, what picture on the wall do you want to look like? Uh, that guy? Oh, we should take that guy off the wall. He's dead now. There's a lot of bad feelings for that one. Okay, well, you get the dead guy's haircut. No, 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 I'll take the one next to him. Okay. The pedophile? We should take that picture off the wall. Why are we doing that? No, 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 that's not the one I want. I want the one next to that one. That one? Okay. It's great. A barbershop you go to. Then you go like, that picture's you. What? Ten years from now. Yeah. The day before you die. Why do you have that picture on the wall? Yeah. We should take that picture off the wall. (laughs) I'm thinking more like a hairmaster's sort of a situation for these people. But anyway, so. That's a a German S&M club. Hairmasters. Yes. Very nice. So then, uh, <laughs> so I w- went in. There's a lady getting her haircut. Pretty good joke, though, right? There. No, it was good. I laughed at it. What do you want? 
I'll bring it next week. I'm going to bring a sheet of gold stars, and I'll give you one for your jokes. Okay, just don't lick them because you're still going to be. Sick I might still have to be a little sick. Okay, I'm glad I got this pen. By the way, I'm going to yeah, grab no, one. You can. You keep. I'm going to start wrapping myself that. around your computer. Yeah, you keep that, and uh, that glass is not going to be touched for at least a week. Go ahead. So, uh, but you know, I'm a gentleman. I do not gawk at people getting their hair cut. Yeah. So I just walked past this person and got my hair washed. But then when I came out, I first have to take my glasses off to get my hair cut. Right. Or my hair washed. So then I came out and this lady said, well, hello, David Dedrick. Uh-oh. And I put my glasses on and I said, well, hello, Wendy. And it was Wendy Bollard. Oh, wow. I know. What a weird thing. She was in town uh, directing a play called Spine. Yeah. Yeah. So she was getting her hair Haircut at the Aww. same time. I got my haircut. I really wanted and to see so her, and I never got a chance. She passed along a hello to you. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. So we had a nice little chat between. Uh, in fact, my she is a she is a director. She is a, a teacher, a life coach. Yes, and many things. Yeah, if you, you yeah. follow her on Facebook, there's a lot of interesting advice she's giving now, which is very very cool. She's great, great person. I am I am her Facebook friend as well. Oh, that's nice. So it was very nice. Yeah, very nice to meet to meet up and uh, like I was going to say, our hairdresser he angled my chair so we could talk. So so where was this? Like where where was it? It's was in Delta. <clears throat> no, it's a hair salon in Crescent Beach of all places. What a co- well, that's a weird place to meet. Somebody. I know, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I was surprised because. Because we, well, the reason I go there is because Lisa's, an f- old friend of Lisa's who used to cut her hair, worked in a hairdresser's in, in um, Ocean Park, not at Crescent Beach, but in a different down, down a ways. And then they eventually moved to this Crescent Beach location. Then he quit cutting hair. And so I just kind of gravitated, we kind of gravitated to another person who worked there. Okay. And so, yeah, I've just kind of always gone there just because, even though it's a long, it's a long drive. It's like 45 minutes for me to drive to get my haircut, which is crazy. But, you know, when you have a place you like to go to, it's worth it. And and let's face it, I live in the country. I know it sounds weird to people who like don't like live in the suburbs or live in in the city that you would drive 45 minutes to go get your haircut. (laughs) But when you live in the country uh, and you already are driving like 20 minutes, a half an hour just to go to the grocery store, Another 15 minutes of driving is not like that crazy to you, so that it's just the way it is. You're used to it. And that's what I'm and trying to say. And you get to see friends. And you get to, yeah, and you get to run into people. And like you, like you say, it's just a crazy place to meet someone. During the brief period of time that she's not in London. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because she doesn't live in Canada anymore. No, so. she comes, she does come occasionally to Canada to get her haircut. She yeah. Because like, yeah. that's one thing. In London, you can't get a good haircut in England. It's true. But you can get one at Crescent Beach. <laughs> She did say it's very expensive to get a haircut in London. Oh, it's very expensive to get in anything in London. Yeah, yeah. And so... Except the fish and chips. And while she was here... reasonable. And what's interesting is that I think both of our hairdressers are from Britain, Mm. but live here. I know that my hairdresser is. Did you consider getting the same haircut as her, just for fun? Uh, She was getting her hair dyed, and I cannot do that. Ah. My skin is much too sensitive. are you saying she's got a little gray in the temple? uh, I'm not saying that. I think she was was going for some highlights. Highlights. Doing some highlights. Oh, I see. I understand. All right, I'm not one to judge. I'm just saying. So I'm, you're telling a little scoop about her. Uh, it's not a natural color, is what you're saying. That's what you're saying. No, it's just what you're saying. It's a non natural color. Interesting. <laughs> oh, that's You've put me oh, in an wow. awkward position, and I feel like I feel like I feel like not a gentleman oh, now that I've said that. That's, that's I shouldn't have said that. Oh, okay, fair enough. But anyway, Dave, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go over to our mailbag here and uh, please, please beans, go over there. Spill some beans too. You spill beans. All right. So uh, last week we were asking a couple of things. We asked um, about uh, things you do to relieve stress. Oh, can I just say one thing? Oh, boy. Yes, go ahead. Um, to yes. everyone who came up to Ian and said, 
hello and how much they enjoyed sneaky dragon thank you you go on yeah and also uh once again our patreon is uh five hundred dollars <laughs> a month would be great by the way also i'll, I'll also say uh, a lot of people even a dollar uh, month would a be lot great. of people came up uh because they had sparks out for sale there it was very fun it was a fun it was a fun con this Good. time around Good. Uh, I got to uh, sit next to uh, Doug Savage, who does a comic called Savage Chicken. Yeah. He also does Savage Chickens. He also does uh, a book called Laser Moose, a uh, series of Laser Moose, like Laser Moose <coughs> and Time Trout, I think is the latest one, and uh, just delightful, such a yeah. nice person. But uh, a lot of people uh, saw Sparks and went, oh, Sparks, and they all knew Sparks, like a lot of people knew Sparks. Wow. And uh, then they'd mention, you know, they got it from the library or, but the most common place that they got it from, aside from book fair at school, yeah, uh, was Costco. Oh. Apparently, a lot of people buy this book at Costco. Wow. That was a surprise to me. I didn't realize that. I didn't uh, realize we were at Costco. I did know we were at Costco because we were in a catalog for it once upon a time. But uh, yeah, I think we were some sort of special or something at Costco a while back and it oh. was like a big push and uh, yeah. That's cool. And uh, for those of you that uh, are interested in uh, when the next Sparks book is coming out, that would be in August. It's called Sparks Double Dog Dare. I told people about it, and they were very, very happy about that. Yeah, that's good. August the 4th. Okay, so I was asking about, uh, we were asking last time about sleep and stress. So I'm going to go, first of all, to our uh, Facebook page, where our friend uh, Nettie. Oh, you took my, stole my thunder. Did you want to do Nettie's thing? No, no, it's fine. No, no, it's fine. You did. Okay, all right. Uh, Nettie Thibault writes... Uh, really enjoyed this episode, especially the first half. So didn't like the second half. I got that. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what happened in the second half. <laughs> I, I, I spilled a lot of medical beans in the in the, in the first half. Uh, sleep. I need about eight hours. I probably get six and a half to seven. That sounds about right. For stress, mm-hmm. how do you deal with stress? Walking outdoors, hiking yoga, especially restorative yoga. I'm not sure what the difference is between yoga and restorative yoga. I should look that up. Knitting, drawing, talking about food. Having a massage, going to the ocean, talking with friends, or playing with cats at home or at work. How handy. Because works with cats at work. She, is a, she has an she office has where her boss is a cat. <laughs> it true. is a hilarious office So uh, with, with, that is the basis for many a New Yorker cartoon. Yes. That's right. Yes. That's where New Yorker cartoons actually are created in this office. That's right, and and uh, there's one where it's like it's her and the cat's looking over, and uh, and uh, I'm going to need you to play with this over the weekend. He says to about like a little little mouse. It says cats randomly push little blocks with images on them down a chute, and then you have to draw a cartoon based on it. So yes, you know, they'll draw. They'll push down the psychologist or psychiatrist. You know, they'll push down the the neurotic grandmother. And they'll push down a plate of cookies, and then yep. you have to like, well, this is obviously what we're going to have a. Hilarious cartoon based. On sure, it. absolutely, and that's that's how uh, my wife P and I uh, do our New York cartoons. <laughs> I know. Ed, uh, Sorry to give away secrets. Ed Dragansky writes on our Facebook. We've got more of him on our website. Uh, I saw this article right after finishing the latest episode. Going to the movies alone has been my number one form of stress relief for as long as I can remember, and it's an article uh, by UK's uh, the stylist. Uh, which you know, don't confuse it with those expensive UK stylists that are hair hairstylists. <laughs> yeah, this is oh magazine. lordy, you'd have to come all the way to yeah. Crescent Beach to get your hair done. Yeah, uh, why going to the cinema Advisable. alone is a brilliant form of self care. Is the article, and I used to do that a lot. I would go to the uh, yeah. go to the movies in the afternoon, mm. and it would be a nice way to kind of start things off, and then I'd uh, work after that. That used to be a thing I would do quite often. I go like about a one o'clock movie would be good to be done around three something. Get out, go ah, I got the whole day, and you'd be kind of pumped. <laughs> 
from seeing the film yeah. and uh, see very few people in the movie theater, which would be pretty great. Yeah. You know, or I'd make the mistake of going to the, the movie theater that showed three movies, and by the end of it, I would be just a sticky mess. <laughs> would you stay for all three films? Of course. I paid for it. What that's, am I going to What am I gonna, what am I going to leave? There's a Meg Ryan movie I've got to see. That's crazy. I, I just left after the first one. Yeah. Um, I like going to movies by myself. And it's interesting, in that article, it says that we need humans... Most humans need two hours without other people around. Like just two hours by yourself. Just two hours recharging time. Which sounds about right. That doesn't count like sleep. Just like two hours by yourself. And uh, movies are a good place for that. I, I really do enjoy going to a movie by myself. I mean, obviously I love going to movies with friends and family, but... It's, it's also, a different experience. There's a different experience, yeah. There's a certain kind of, uh, I don't know, there's a certain, yeah, like kind of a just by yourself feeling. I like, and I, I do like being by myself throughout the day. When I stop being, like... Stopped enjoying being by myself was when I was doing the coloring project. Yeah. <laughs> so I get kind of lonely outside. So Edward, uh, we drank at the same time. <coughs> we did. We Sorry, everyone. Same time I was going to die. I may have to go to the second lo- lozenge. Yeah, those are really good. Uh, that's, a, that's basically a straight out honey <coughs> lozenge. I think you're going to find that one quite good. Okay. Edward, uh, we'll wrap up this pretty soon, too, because, you know, you're dying and we need to take you out to get you some soup. <laughs> Edward Dragansky uh, writes, uh, for some reason, I'm able to get by on less sleep than what is normally called for. I'm pretty much a night owl that stays up uh, late to work on my computer, watch TV, or do whatever needs getting done. I think the takeaway is that because uh, when I'm ready to sleep, I'm able to do so in a few minutes. If I get less sleep during the week uh, because I, I have to be up at 7.30 for work, I fill up uh, on the weekend by sleeping in. Somewhere a gamer is playing a video game of my life with the energy bar at the top of the screen depleting and filling up on Saturdays and Sundays. But really, what a boring video game. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. I bet, I bet you could actually sell that. Uh, I deal with an excessive amount of stress due to the soul-crushing world of subjectivity I work in <clears> each day. So the ability to reverse that is important. Uh, I tried arguing with complete strangers on Facebook about Star Wars, but that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, Spock's part of it. What? No, he isn't. It, I think so. Also, bears are pigs. Um, I'm not a drinker, so that's out. So I took a, a dive well, Wookiees are related to pigs. What's that? Wookiees are related to pigs. I think Wookiees are related to porgs. Uh, so I took a, a dive back into the <laughs> basics of what had a calming effect on me as a kid. Drawing uh, helps while listening to music. I listen to classical music state the classical music station in the car, but only after I've run out of Sneaky Dragon podcasts to listen to. Hooray! Oh, you. <laughs> Rocking my female uh, cat, Charlie, while she trills for me is great. Yep, I will agree with that. Uh, but the best medicine for extreme stress, I found, is to just go to the movies alone for a few hours. It works every time. I posted an article about Facebook. I know, we just talked about it. Jeez, did you not hear what I just said? <laughs> Crying out loud. I'll post it here as well. I just told people about it. <laughs> Damn it, Edward. Damn it. First we had that Star Wars argument about what a parsec is. And then this. But anyway, we appreciate we appreciate it, Edward. Here's how you make it up to us. $500 a month. Edward, listen to me. You sound rich to me, Edward. You know how I know you're rich? Because you use Edward instead of Ed. That's a poor man's thing to say Ed or Eddie. You're an Edward. $500 is what you do. You name. And uh, hey, listen, if you go 1000 a month, yeah. and I don't want to be pushing things here, yeah. but Dave, if he, uh, if he goes $1,000 a month, yeah. can he name the horse? <laughs> yes. Edward? Yeah. And I'm speaking to all the Edwards out there, not just Edward Dragansky. If any other Edwards are listening, and I know you are, 
some of your hidden Ted's thousand bucks. Name the horse. Name the podcast. Two podcasts a month. Wow. And you'll know you really made a difference. Then if Dave falls off the horse and breaks his neck, you'll know you killed a man. <laughs> These all seem like likely, out- likely outcomes. Let me just say one. Is, is that athletic finished? Yeah. Let me say one thing about Ed Dragonsky. Unless he wants to mention that damn article another time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on um, Listening Party, a podcast I do with my daughter, Mary. What is that about? Uh, where we sit and talk about, listen to music, talk about music. A very, it's a very musical thing. We love music, is what I'm saying. Music is life, as John Sebastian once said. From the Love and Spoonful. But we played a song in there called Peanut Duck. It's a kind of a crazy R&B song from the mid-60s, sung by a woman. Is she? Is it supposed to sound like something dirty? It's a dance. Is it supposed to sound like something dirty? Mm, peanut Duck? Why? Does that sound dirty? I don't know. It sounds like look it up in your Funkin' Wagnalls. It, looks, it sounds like that kind of thing, like Peanut Duck. <laughs> Like it sounds like it okay. sounds close to some dirty stuff. Okay, right? peanut duck. You can read it that way. I don't mind. Okay, but it was supposed to be like a, a dance, but it's a very wild song. Very wild, crazy. In fact, it's a wild dance. It's fun to do. Do 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 ba do ba do do do. The ducks are doing it. The peanuts are too. Do ba do 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 do. The peanut duck. Is that how it goes? Not no, not at all. But that's okay. good. I liked it. So, um, but but Ed was kind enough to draw like a little pencil sketch, a peanut duck, and. and Sent it to us. And that's where it ended. Which was great. But no, it went further than that. Oh, my God. So then he spent like the last, not a full year, but a while working on designs for Peanut Duck. Oh, my Lord. And so he just sent me the other day. So, sorry, the, the album cover is a naked lady. Hmm? The al- album cover is a naked lady. What are you talking about? Is this Marsha Gee you're talking about? Peanut Duck? Martha G. yep. Yeah, it's a naked lady on the cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's not even it's not even known if she actually sang it. Okay, she has denied having sung, uh, but she's just a naked lady on the cover. The song. Then, you think I don't think it's Martha G that the picture. Of. I think it's just a uh, that's a, that. So which, what does the naked lady have? To, this is what clearly you're a dirty at, song. Just one second. No, it's not. Yeah, but, it's a dirty song because it's a naked lady who's like sitting on the words peanut duck right now. <clears throat> Am I wrong? You're wrong. Why is she a naked lady? Because that that the song was never released. It, at the time, okay, it was discovered by crate diggers later on. Okay, who then issued in like the two thousands their own forty five of the song, and they put that on the they made that the cover. And the reason they did that is because it's guys selling entirely to guys, and that's a good way to sell the guys. Okay, <coughs> excuse me, everyone, just dying still. So then, um, yeah. So Ed, just the other day, yeah, sent me this wonderful package of designs of Peanut Duck. Oh, nice. Okay. Of like a bumper sticker. Wow. T-shirt designs. Holy cow. All this stuff. It's just fantastic. So I have to like coordinate with him how we're going to like launch this, but I, I just think it's great. Okay. Now is uh, Sneaky Dragon going to be part of this or is it? Uh, no, it's all peanut duck. It's all peanut duck. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. This is Ed's thing. Oh, very good. Okay. I'm very happy. No, I'm just loving it. Now what I know about... It's the... so great to, to like have talented listeners, right? That's, we've that's we've experienced this over and over again. I've like... seen a picture of the peanut duck thing and it's uh, it's great. Until mm-hmm. I saw a naked lady, in which case I went... I'll show you. Naked I'll lady sh- is better than peanut duck. Yeah, I'm going to show you after the show. You'll, you'll, it'll blow your okay. mind. So what I've heard about... And when we, re- when we, when we roll this out, people are going to lose their marbles. Now, Dave, uh, yeah. you, you put this song on uh, an episode of your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember what the episode number was? Or what I don't the actually, was? sorry. Was it novelty songs? It was not novelty songs. No, it actually was... Um, it was uh, someone had asked for two CDs worth of of R and B and soul songs, and this was one I chose just because it's kind of R and B and it's goofy, and I kind of like to throw like little 
funny songs onto the mixes every once in a while. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's 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 my question. Oh, it was uh, I believe it was episode twenty five. Okay. Episode twenty five, and we do. And when you look up Peanut Duck and Sneaky Dragon, the first thing that comes up is the drawing of Peanut yeah, Duck. yeah, yeah. Uh, but my question to you, Dave, yeah, is going from your memory now. You are fifty three. You're going to turn fifty four. <laughs> yes, I'm just going to do a quick memory test. With sure, you. sure. Okay. How do you do the Peanut Duck? The the dance the, the dance is not very clear because she stops she stops giving you the instructions in the middle of the song. Okay, well I just need to know uh, now. Listen close. I'm going to tell you all how to do the peanut duck. Yeah. What's the first thing you got to do when you're going to be the peanut duck? I don't know. I can't remember. Sorry. First of all, you got to flap your arms like a duck. Okay. Flap your arms like a duck. Okay, so you're going to flap your arms like a duck. Okay. High and low. All right. All right. Now what are you going to do? You got to move another body part. What's the body part of choice? I guess you're going to shake your leg. I have to lift your leg up. No, it's not your leg. Not your leg. Nothing to do with your legs, my friend. Something to do with your neck? Yes, sir. What are oh. you going to do with your? What are, what are you going to do with? They're your not telling you that you got to like bob your neck or something like that. Like crane move your neck, neck forward. Move your neck like a duck. Move your neck like a duck. Okay. Fast or slow. <laughs> okay. You can really do it. Mm. So let's get to it. Mm-hmm. You got to keep that groove. Mm-hmm. Peanut duck. Yeah. All right. That's all you got to do. So, so you're uh, flapping your arms, <laughs> flapping your arms, and then you're moving your neck, moving your neck. That's what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder why this dance didn't catch the shingling on. Shingling ain't the thing that stuck. No. Quack quack. Peanut duck. <laughs> it's, it's a great song. Okay. It's a crazy song, but it's great. Apparently, everyone was doing the peanut duck. Well, the song was never released. Well, how's everyone doing it then? Not <laughs> just instinctively. <laughs> no one was it's doing just it. Like, uh, you no gotta, one was doing the peanut. This duck. back before people knew about peanut allergies, and this is just how people would react to mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is obviously before before antihistamine or whatever we give them. Well, I'm going to throw a, th- a question out for uh, for for uh, for our listeners, and you can come up with a second one. Oh, so well, actually, I've got two. Okay. First of all, what do you guys do for a cold? What's the best thing to do for a cold? <laughs> Usually, I just suffer. But during the show, I've had to uh, resort, resort to lozenges. Okay, so he's resorting to lozenges. We're going to go for dinner after this. We've got to. Figure something out that will be good for him. I, I think he needs some hot wings, but that's just me. Um, That'd be good. The... My, uh, my second question is, what uh, what do you do? What's your favorite thing to do to celebrate a birthday? Because Dave's got a birthday coming up. Hmm. So what's a what's a fun thing to do? Do you like to have like a party? Do you like to have a quiet? Do you like going to movies by yourself on your birthday? Do you like <laughs> to go into Denny's and getting that free meal? Hmm. What do you like to do on your birthday? What's a fun birthday maybe that you've had in the past? Or uh, something along those lines. Uh, let let us know. So, what do you do for a cold? We will also accept uh, advice from our medical professionals out there. And then, uh, and then, yes. What uh, what do you do for a birthday? I'm a pretty low key guy. I just I like to go out for dinner with the fam. Where would you go to dinner? Well, it depends. We just kind of choose randomly where we want to go. We okay. don't have like a regular place. Um, I was actually thinking this year of taking the family to Anton's. Oh, that's nice. Because not Mary's been. You'll but, be uh, eating the same meal until the next year. That's the. Yeah, that's thing. exactly what I thought. So who's never been there? The rest of the family. Mary's been there, but oh, the rest, the rest my of the, word. Mary and I have been there, but the rest haven't. So there's a. I mean, here's the thing too. You're also very close to um, uh, Glenburn uh, for like yes. a nice ice cream. But the problem with that, of course, is you're so full. You're so full. What are you going to do? This is the problem. But still. What you got to do is you've got to be a little sensible with the pasta. Yeah. You got to be a little sensible and just go, no, nah, I got to stop here. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stop myself right leave, here. Leave some room. And then I'm going to go over and get yourself a nice milkshake or a sundae or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Nice. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. That's I, kind of the plan. And let me say what because I... Because on the 26th... Yes. Lent starts. So sugar's out, out, oh, out the window. Oh, we're back to Lent. Yeah. Oh, my stars. Okay. Let me... Um, let me let me just oh because you've had times where your birthday has fallen in the middle of it mm-hmm. so this is one of those times that it's not yeah it's nice so fun 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 
so late Easter, but good for uh, good for me for for my birthday. I can actually have a birthday cake. Now I'm just going to say to everybody, uh, probably what I, I consider would be the best gift of all is the gift, of course, of five hundred dollars a month <laughs> to Patreon.com <Okay>. slash Sneaky Dragon, <laughs> which again I cannot stress enough will get you. A uh, new oh, podcast boy. about horses with Lisa and uh, and David on a horse. This thing, I like that you're going to have to go home and tell Lisa, "Hey, we're we got to do a podcast." <laughs> what? Yeah, because well, I think uh, she'd li- I think she'd like that because a crazy millionaire just gave us uh, five hundred bucks. <laughs> There's people. Listen, I used to I I I I remember the late '90s, and I remember people I know who were in the dot com business. Yeah, and they would go into a room, and people would go. Here's money, and they would throw money at them. Just throw money at them, take the money. And they took the money, and they went, and they bought foosball tables. And then they <laughs> they ran the business into the ground, and it destroyed it. But for a while, people threw money at them. So yeah. what I'm hoping is, we're in that part. Yeah, yeah. The throwing money at you part. Mm. That's what I'm hoping that we're at. And uh, Wasn't well, that the podcast industry right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. People are like selling their, their networks yeah. and stuff for millions of dollars. They sure are. And so what we got to do... We gotta like catch that money. Yeah. Start a horse podcast. Buy a foosball table. <laughs> lose it all. It seems like we're throwing it away. Lose it all. Okay. And then uh, and then we're gonna have to strip down that foosball table and turn it into a stable. And uh, eventually use it for wood. Well, it has to be sensible. Yeah. So we gotta make it a big foosball. It's gonna table. be a big foosball table, at least expandable. Anyway. What I'm thinking is we should make it uh, so that the players on we should the get a foosball stable. Oh, okay. I'm liking this, but let me okay. follow up on mine, and then we'll right. go with yours. Which is the the players on it should be life size, life size soccer players that you have to run uh, and then turn, and it's an actual full size soccer player dude. We gotta make it light enough that you can sure. do it, okay? But do it like that, and you gotta use a real soccer ball. Yeah. And then once we go belly up, which we will, <laughs> we put a horse in there and take some of the soccer guys out, and it'll be nice. I'm hoping some enterprising company will buy our network from us. Mm-hmm. They'll recognize like the the brand recognition of completely Beatles. Let's say, sure, sure, totally Tintin. Yes, you know, full marks, unrelated things. Yeah, no theme, no theme. That's at all. That's, that's integration. But no, that's how it goes. <laughs> hey, do you like the Beatles? Yeah, Tintin. Oh, I'm a big fan of Marx Brothers. Okay. By the way, well, I'm a big fan of Marx. Random songs with my daughter. I'm going to talk about. <laughs> okay. Well, that sounds pretty. Horses. <laughs> that's how it goes and that's the kind of strong theme you can put together in a package and sell just tight yeah nice it appeals to lots of different people sure does it's or great it appeals to lots of different person absolutely yeah look i'm just hoping disney accidentally buys us by mistake <laughs> that we have a name that's like they're yeah. going like uh well we want to have all the dragon stuff yeah that's right they're, this is very similar to pete's dragon that's right that's what i'm thinking yeah it's like you know and uh there must be some other dragons thing maybe they try and buy dragon's quest they try to buy like game of thrones mm-hmm. and then in the middle like buy me everything dragon they say and like okay and we're just like caught up swirled up in the mix <laughs> yeah yeah like, uh, buy us as well that'd be, sure. that'd be pretty good Okay, so talk to your millionaire friends uh, and, and tell them to go to <laughs> patreon.com slash dragon and uh, do that kind of thing. We do really appreciate it. And we will sell this podcast in a heartbeat. Oh, we will just take it. Take it all. Uh, all I need is my cat and I'm happy. So we're fine. We're fine otherwise. Uh, David? Yes. It's your job to wrap this up. Oh, okay. And, uh, and uh, for the sake of your health. For the sake of my health, we're ending the show now, everyone. So thank you for listening this week to Sneaky Dragon. 
And if you'd like to contact us to answer our questions of the week, let's say, or maybe send us $500 so that I can ride a horse and do a podcast, all things, you can do these things in the following ways. Comments can be left on our website. It's called sneakydragon.com. Mm-hmm. If you go there, you'll find our episodes, and underneath them, you could leave comments. We do love to hear from you. We have an email address. It's sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. That's a very good way to get in touch with us for personal reasons that maybe you don't want to... You know, you don't want to tell everyone what you're what you're thinking. Maybe too personal. <laughs> you can uh, find us on Facebook, Sneaky Dragon. You can find us on Twitter at Sneaky underscore Dragon. We are on Patreon at Sneaky Dragon, believe it or not. And we have a snail mail address if you'd like to send us, I don't know, a letter <laughs> with some X's and O's in the bottom saying that you like us. And if you want to do that, you'll find our email, or not email, or find our snail mail, or our uh, mail address on the website under the uh, Contact Us page. You'll find it there, amongst other ways to contact us. So, mm-hmm. everyone, thank you for listening to the show again. And uh, I am now going to go and cough a good deal. I'm going to flap my arms. I'm going to wrench my neck. I say now, <laughs> hey, what the heck? We're all doing the peanut duck. And if you don't, fuck off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought you to rhyme it with peanut deck. Oh, pe- was I? Peanut deck talk. Okay. Did we did we talk about your chickens yet? You know what? They're laying eggs. Good. You're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Escher. Do, 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 do.